basketball wise. It's a mess. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you who I have with me this <laughs> evening. You all would never guess. We have the famous Ashley Hay. <laughs> That's who I call her, the creator. And uh, what would you else would you call you? Creator and host of The Grapevine. Yes, it's one of my favorite shows on YouTube. You all saw me. Um, on there, I think for the Coach Podcast made our face first appearance when um, what was it, what was that conversation about? Was it Bruno Mars? Yeah, and that shit went. I that knew, was crazy. I knew that day. You did. I said this shit is going to be viral. We, <laughs> I honestly thought the argument between Zach and Donovan would be the thing that people would like hang on to. Mm-mm. People d- didn't even pay attention to that. Mm-mm. It was at least, but it that was, was the most thing that you were worried yeah. about. Because it's like I don't want folks to think this is this is a yeah they're about to fight or. <laughs> But it was just the commentary on Bruno Mars that really got people. I think it was upset. I, I think it was the way the conversation was led. Yeah, and I think that's very important. And when you're creating content and you're doing something like that, yeah, it's not necessarily the conversation; it's how you lead the conversation yeah. and get people interested. Because we've seen some other folks like try to do that, mm-hmm. and it's just not. Try to fail. <laughs> Try. So, so you didn't. You didn't think that was going to um, be. That. I. I did not think that would be a controversial episode. I can be a bit naive. I really didn't. I did because we've had so many like controversial conversations mm. and just hard conversations. Yeah, I've been doing it for the controversial conversations since the beginning. Exactly. So I didn't think Bruno Mars would be the thing that got people because people really love Bruno Mars and I understand mm-hmm. why. I like Bruno Mars too. But, but um, love some other folks because I think you all did episodes about R. Kelly before that. Yeah, but I also think that Bruno Mars is more universally loved. Like his fan, mm-hmm. people love him. Mm-hmm. People really love him. Well, I so. think the, the way you all framed the conversation and talking about it, because I don't think it was necessarily no talked about to them that level. Way. Like we all knew that was a thing. Um, and, and there's there is there is you know however you feel about Bruno Mars, he's a very talented man. But there is anti-blackness in mm-hmm. the music industry because. You know, certain people who will do that type of music because they're black, because they're darker skinned, would not get to Bruno Mars's level. And, and they know that. Yeah, people know that. So I mean, that's y'all, just the reality. Yeah, Luke James respond. Yeah. Did Bruno Mars say something too? I think he put out a little statement or something. I think he, I, all I know is that the next day on the shade room, there was a clip of, you know, Bruno Mars donating like supplies to black children said, or something. Look, I'm feeding y'all, so y'all need to shut y'all ass Yeah, up. and our posts. Well, let me not get into that. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. <laughs> uh, so, is the, what was your most exciting episode that you ever done on your show before? Um, most exciting, I would say that one mm-hmm. because so many things happen, mm-hmm. and you know the conversation. Most of our conversations are very electrifying. You've been in the room. You know mm-hmm. how it is. It's like a. A fire. Listen, it's, I've been in the conversation and I've been on the side listening like Damn, Exactly. Like and it, it actually gets hot in the room. People are sweating. Mm-hmm. We like we look like we're cooking in there. <laughs> but um I definitely feel like that was the most exciting one just because so many there were so many elements, you know, within the conversation and mm-hmm. people were just really passionate about it. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about Ashley. We know that you are the creator <laughs> and founder of the Grapevine. Um, where are you where are you from? Um, so I was born in San Antonio, Texas, raised in Maplewood, New Jersey. Okay. Um, my parents are from Nigeria, so I'm a first generation okay. African woman living okay. here in the United States. But yeah, I am. I went to film school at the University of the Arts, so that is definitely my foundation. I didn't know that. Yeah, I studied film, narrative, and documentary video. I know how to shoot. I know how to edit. All of those things. See, I didn't know you knew how to do all that. Yeah, I read I thought- about like four scripts a week. I write... You know, I'm writing feature-length films right now. Wow. Yeah, so um, 
definitely someone who's, you know, very passionate about filmmaking and like I'm the person still thinking about the characters and movies after the movie is over. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just always loved story. And I feel like it's, um, I don't know, it's just like a great way to escape, mm. you know, certain realities and certain, you know, sad times. And I've had moments you know, like that. I, exactly. I used to like dive into books when I was in um, middle school because I was bullied like Hell. Yeah. So I used to dive into um like fantasy books and stuff. Harry Potter was my thing. I read the books like two or three times. Oh wow. Over like my my parents got it for me. I think they got me like three books during the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, because I didn't know about Harry Potter. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And my mother and father or my mother was very religious, so even something like she wasn't the one to say, "Hey, I'm yeah." We ain't but the fact read. that she gave those books, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so I got into them. I read and I started reading like books like Elan Harris. Uh huh. Um, so I like I've always you understand, been, yeah. yeah. And I'm a big reader too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for that's why I always get like I kind of get disappointed when I see people get mad over like. Game of Thrones or mm-hmm. people loving Breaking Bad. I'm just like, I get so happy when people find their... You had no their... issues with the final episode? I did. No, but what, okay. I'm, what I'm saying is <laughs> okay. um, when people, like, there's people who get mad that we love it so much and that we talk oh, about it. Okay. And I'm like, I get so happy when people find the shows that they can just immerse themselves in. I think it's so fun and beautiful. And... It's no different than folks getting excited about football and basketball. That's true. That shit don't do nothing for me. That's true. But you're also not hating on yeah, people. Yeah, I'm not going to say that it should I'm not... Unless, yeah. unless I'm attacking the heteros or whatever. <laughs> the heteros men but for the most part I like Game of Thrones was one of those like I watched it and I was in a very depressive episode when I first watched it I oh, watched you, it okay. when I first watched it um I was going through a situation where I said you know what I'm going to move to Atlanta I'm going to let my apartment go oh wow and I'm going to move in with my friend for a couple of months to save us some money to move because I uh-huh. want to just like focus on something else yeah and it didn't go and it go well yeah <laughs> my friend eventually like, wanted to kick me out because they still had a crush on me that I was not aware about. Oh, so you weren't entertaining that. No, I was not. So I had to go stay <laughs> with my parents. And during this whole time, like, I have literally watched from season one of Game of Thrones to season, I think, five. Wow. You binged. Yeah. I binged. Well, I said, I'm going to finish this shit in, like, two weeks. And I did. And <laughs> oh, I did. wow. So I definitely, I definitely get that. But I didn't know you did all of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a filmmaker. So that's definitely, you know, my passion. And you can kind of, you can, I, now that you say that, I can... Tell that you have a good team behind you too. Yeah. But the fact that you have that knowledge, you know who to choose to get the yes, right stuff. Exactly. And just, you know, also, you know, a lot of people wanted me to do audio and I'm like, you know, my my um medium is video. Mm-hmm. So this has to be like a visual show. Mm. That's what I was trained in. And so it really helped in terms of hiring people. Um, you know, getting the homie rate from my friends who are in film school <laughs> with me. You know, really being able to know, like, no, this should cost this much. To mm-hmm. Putting this this lighting up shouldn't take this long. Mm-hmm. You know, the Come the lighting on, is the lighting is flat. Like you can't put um blue lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's special. Like, I'm a black girl. You can't put blue lights on me. I remember that. <laughs> How did you feel about um homecoming not getting any awards? Um. I think somebody must have tipped Beyonce off, and that's why she wasn't there, that she wasn't going to get anything. Mm. And I also feel like Beyonce don't need... She She should have gotten an Emmy for that, but I don't think she needs it. We have to stop putting emphasis on white award shows. We just have to stop. That's why I was so happy when all those black celebrities, including Beyonce and Jay-Z, went to the Image Awards, because it just says so much more. I want to see them do that more, though. Me too. And I I think I want to get to the point that I, I don't want them to... Even 
send their stuff for recognition. But I know that that can probably hurt the people who were on the project. And exactly. Exactly. That's true. So that's I, true. I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't like just stop submitting that stuff because it's obvious that they don't know how to judge our content, yeah. that stuff that we're doing. So let's stop giving them the time of day. But it makes a difference when you're an Emmy Award winning mm-hmm. cinematographer or sound designer. So that's true. The other people involved, the, the, the folks who are out here, the like, crew. like, Busting their damn ass. Yeah. I, I thought I like homecoming. The only thing that I would say that I did not like is I wanted uh, Beyonce to talk about what she does behind the scene, how long it took to yeah. bring all this stuff together. Because I'm watching her as not as just like an entertainer, but um, I'm watching her as a, like a creator. Yeah, and I want to know because Beyonce's team is what helps her get to where she's at. Yeah, so I want to know like. And How you pick this team, Michael's girl? I need some help. Yeah, I also think there's a level to Beyonce that we'll never really know, mm-hmm. so she's not gonna get too deep with us either, which I respect. Oh, girl, she's not gonna give us the stuff for free. No, she's not. There's, <laughs> she's there's, there's something about her that there's there is a layer that we'll never see, and I can respect that. Yeah, I can. Respect I actually that. like that. I like. I think that. Um, I think if anybody was to able, like, if anybody does it, it won't be her. I think somebody will probably do, she'll approve somebody to talk about how. A biographer. Yeah, like something like that. And I would appreciate that. Yeah. So you are, like, you watch reality shows and stuff? I do. Okay, so I don't watch too many. You watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? The reunions and clips. So you I don't, don't watch the full episodes. Like, can, uh, but you watch that trailer. I watch that trailer. It looks amazing. <laughs> it looks great. I like the outfit. I like. I want to know everything. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like vibes. <laughs> like everybody All kept fighting. Yeah, like it was just like everybody. Like with just the outfits and stuff. I think everybody looked good. Now when they did the separate pictures in the chair, that was beautiful. That was. They looked amazing. They did Portia served. Yeah. Portia served. Kenya was, looked great. Um, Candy looked great. Neat. They all looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one thing I will say, because I think reality stars get a lot of flag, but one thing I will say, it's really brave mm-hmm. to put your whole life on it TV. Is. It's brave. It is. That's and, like, I just, I, I couldn't do it. And, and you know, Housewives in particular, because everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. That trailer, everybody's going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, the reunion, everybody gets questioned, and mm-hmm. you can't run away, as opposed to something like Basketball Wives, where it's very, Ooh, don't, don't get me started on it's very wise. edited. You know, to tell a certain story. And I feel like that if any any show that like carries on, besides love and hip hop, I feel like they carry on a lot. But basketball wives carries on a lot. Like I like everybody on the show is going to do certain things. Like when Evelyn ran up on OG. Oh, she should no, she didn't run up on OG. <laughs> She tried to run. She ran up on Cece or something. She didn't run oh, yeah, up on OG. Oh, yeah. With Evelyn ran, ran up. She, <laughs> she, she didn't do that now. She got stopped by OG. <laughs> she got stopped. And they didn't even want us to, they didn't even want to show us They didn't that. want to show it. But OG posted the clip on Twitter. And I hollered. I seen it a week before. So we just got through like, like watching this past episode of Basketball Wise. And everybody's talking about, of course, the colorism and stuff. Oh, God, it's so blatant. Yeah, we've been seeing it. Honestly, someone um, called it out um, and said that it's been going on for a while. Oh, yeah, because they did the same thing to Mika Claxton. Yes, there's uh, a whole lot. Matter of yeah. fact, let's plug. Um, one of my writers wrote about it on kingarees.com. Oh, I'm going to read that. And they pulled it out of all of the folks who were dark-skinned. Who were getting bullied? Who were treated like and, shit? And that what's her name? What was her, what? Mika Claxton. I remember that, that. one who Tammy mugged. Yeah, in the she face. mushed her. 
I I did not watch basketball wise during that season. Yeah. But it is evident that the reason why they are not here for um for um OG is because not only is she dark skinned, but she has strong like features. She and has they, African, beautiful yeah. African features. And they don't know how to take it. We've never seen and anyone. To see, and to be so confident too. They can't handle they can't. They want to shake this up. But she's I, not. Yeah. And, and I heard when they were saying that she was aggressive. Oh my God. When they said that she was aggressive, some people didn't was like, well, she is. I said, but the whole show is built on aggressiveness. It's hope. It's all, it's built on aggression. <laughs> you have people flying over tables, over mountains. Malaysia was just throwing a, a, a whole table at somebody. There is a clip that it that's, that's used a lot of Evelyn throwing glass at um Royce. Yes. Royce. You know what it is? It's not it's not aggressive because of the way that they look, because mm-hmm. OG, and this is this is what colorism is. Mm-hmm. But people because think it's o- skin complexion. No, because OG is dark skin because she has you know African features. Everything she does is held under a microscope, and you really do see in the last episode when you know um, Kristen wants to go talk to Cece. Mm-hmm. Evelyn surrounds her. Phoebe surrounds her. Malaysia surrounds her, and OG comes too. And then when they all get back to the table, Shawnee's like, OG, why'd you have to go over there? And OG's like, well, I was the last one to go over there. Everybody else was around there. And Malaysia literally says to her, why can't you just take it? Take what? Abuse? Because she's dark-skinned? That's because Malaysia has taken and thrown it away. Malaysia is... First of all, that's not even LaQuisha. I'm going to do like... uh, Oh, Lord. Where did my girl Monique tell... um, Leonard the God. <laughs> See, I'm not gonna call you. Oh Charlemagne. yeah, she called him <laughs> Laquisha. Yes, Malaysia's middle name is Malaysia, uh-huh. but we know the reason why she's not going by her first name. Yeah, she wants to be seen as exotic. Foreign. Yeah, exotic. And um, honestly, I, Malaysia, I need you to find the right color because you do be looking orange. And I thought, I thought that I was the only one that was seeing that. Like, I, Malaysia looks orange because a lot of people didn't agree with me when I said it on Twitter, but when I talked about it in my video, uh-huh, people, people have said it. that she does look kind of, her makeup looks kind of orangey. Oh, Lord. She could give Donald Trump probably a run for his money. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But, don't the, do that. but <laughs> the aggression really, like, the beginning for me, I think I got really upset when um, Evelyn posted on um, Instagram, an Instagram story. Uh-huh. She was talking about... OG and she posted a picture under it with a of monkey. A monkey yeah. And the monkey was laughing or something. Yeah. She deleted it, took it down, and people were saying, like, this ain't it. And mm-hmm. people have been saying that Evelyn It's anti. Uh-huh. Yeah, like they have been saying like she and she said the N-word too. I've not heard it. Uh-huh. I've not seen that when or when she, whenever she did. But they said that Evelyn, like even when she was talking about talking about um Cece, she yeah. tried to call her Ling Ling or something. Yeah. And then in, on her Instagram stories, she said something about, well, she retweeted people calling OG a man and saying OG looks like Chad Ochocinco. So and so for me, it's so funny because you have people like Evelyn Lozada. And, you know, a lot of um, Latino people are anti-black. Mm-hmm. They're extremely anti-black, even though their culture would be nothing without Africa. It would be very bland. Ooh, if it wasn't for the blackness, the, the shapes would be looking... Anyway, um, so... It's interesting because these women are the women who date people as dark as Chad Ochocinco mm-hmm. and Shaquille O'Neal. And, you know, a lot of men like to say, oh, you know, she's not racist. She's not colored. She dated someone like me. This is a prime example of women who are lighter skinned, who are non-black, who will date a darker skinned man, but hate his darker skinned mm-hmm. female counterpart. Hate. Mm-hmm. 
this is anti-blackness. This is colorist. And these women should be ashamed of themselves. Shawnee O'Neal should be ashamed of herself. She should really be ashamed because she has black female children and the insults that are thrown at OG can be easily thrown at her daughters living living in LA. But she doesn't see it like that. And my thing is, Shana, you are the like the the master manipulator. You are the pimp on the show. So if we're talking about the aggression that OG is doing, you have literally profited off of aggression on yes. the show. Basketball Wise is not known for sit down conversations it's, about it's issues. Peaceful, it's known, no. <laughs> it's known for throwing drinks. We gonna get it. Like Evelyn has ran up on so many people. She's done that with so many, and you saw that. And you never said anything about it. Never, but OG is aggressive. Who's never done any of that? Even when she responded to it, she said, oh, well, you know, know, of course other folks have done stuff, but to say it is, like, different. That shit made no sense, but I guess because what she's trying to... She's trying to find a lie. She's trying, she's searching, she's reaching. I I know her arms are tired as hell, but she was even saying that OG was talking about, like, popping folks and killing them and all the other shit. Okay, if it's that bad, don't let her come back on the show. I, I hope OG I, I hope OG doesn't come back next season and I really hope that like I hope it's not a next season. I don't I, I honestly I I it's it's difficult because I, yeah. I don't want if OG is okay with it, yeah. if she can like say fuck it, I'm a, I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna do what I gotta yeah. do, I'm a, I'm okay for it. Yeah. But it is it does hurt me to see her like be treated like yeah, that. Yeah, and you know, and I think this is a wake up call for black men. Like, watch who you sleep with, watch who you date, because these women don't like your family, they don't like your mm-hmm. sister, they don't like your mom, and they essentially don't like you. And it's you know, just really they like be careful. Elements. They like That's the money, mm-hmm. but they don't like your black skin because they don't like your sisters. We that? are the ones that make them black. The women are the ones that make them black. These men that you date. And that's so weird because Evelyn and uh, Shawnee have both been married to dark-skinned men who they have broken up with who have cheated on them. Mm -hmm. So, like, why? I I just... I'm I'm just really trying to understand what is... It's not like... Some dark skinned woman has caused him pain or something. Uh huh. What is your issue? Like, what are you holding on to that you want to be so angry? And before people start saying that, well, Kristen is darker skinned too, because they love to say that. Uh huh. They love a to lot say- of this. Like, like I said, that's why I kept bringing up the fact that she has African features, you know, a wider nose, mm-hmm. you know. Full so, lips. And her full lips, lips are beautiful. OG is, and she got a shape. Yeah. So and it. So yeah. It's it's not you know it's the hair thing. It's you mm-hmm. know the three C hair, the curly hair, mm-hmm. as opposed to a quote unquote, you know, kinkier hair texture. All of these things play a part in how people view someone mm-hmm. as attractive or unattractive. The closer you are to white, the closer you are to mixed. A lot of black people find you more attractive, and you know. I think it's a, the way that OG is treated, I think it's a testament to specifically the entertainment industry as mm-hmm. well, black people in the entertainment industry and how they devalue dark skinned women and what their mindset is of dark skinned women. And um it's very it's very unfortunate and sad, but you know, these are the, these people's true colors and people should really watch that and see that. Because I feel like they're just automatically giving her the term of aggression based off of her skin. It's because she's dark skin. So it's just like you yeah. already at 50%, so anything you add on is going to be way more than anybody else. Malaysia said it. Why can't you just take it? She revealed what she... 
that you gotta listen to people. She I revealed do. what she really. I, why can't you just take I've it, you dark skin, ugly thing. bitch? I can't, <laughs> you big lip. You know, I'd rather for y'all to just say that than try to find ways to be able to come. Like y'all have an issue with y'all selves. Yeah, and OG is like sitting there calmly saying, "Evelyn, you right here patting your pussy at your big age." Somebody said, "I got a one credit." She and, said, and, "I have a wet pussy." Is that an achievement <laughs> in your forties? That's real. That's that's that's. And you know the crazy part about Evelyn is that I actually liked her all these seasons. I've never been a fan of Evelyn. I've actually I've the actually, only time I've ever stand for Evelyn is when that situation with Chad happened. Yeah, that's the only time. But I, I actually thought she was genuine when the whole thing with Jackie Christie and her daughter happened with the whole colorism thing. I was like, oh, Evelyn is like really genuine. But to see this happen this mm-hmm. season, I was very disappointed. I was like, wow, she really. They've been kind of on OG since the like her first season. Though. Yeah. They were making jokes. Now, I will say that sometimes OG wig choices don't be the best. Uh-huh. But I think that OG is not allowed to make bad wig choices because she is dark skin. Yeah. And because of her her um her features. Yeah. Like that's immediately like every time like OG is dealing with something that Kristen is not dealing with, something that Malaysia is not dealing with. No one is saying Malaysia looks like a man. No one is saying Kristen looks like a man. But they're saying, they're saying it because of her features, because they're African, and at the end, disgusting. Of, yeah, and at the end of the day, listen, civilization, life starts with the black woman, starts with the African woman. So for me, in my eyes, mm-hmm. OG is beautiful. She's she gorgeous, is. and she has a shape. I don't necessarily think someone like Shawnee or Evelyn is the epitome of what attractiveness, mm-hmm. because I don't look at life under a European gaze. Like I always say, you have to kill the white man inside mm-hmm. of you that's telling you black is ugly, big noses is ugly. You got to kill that. And I think once you start, you start to think about other things that you're yeah. trying to uh, And I, I had to come into a realization of that like early on when I got it. I was in the military for like, what was it, like seven years? Oh, wow. You were in the military? Yes. I was wow. in the army and I had a discussion in about- In the army. I like how you said it. I had army. a discussion on Twitter <laughs> about should black folks um, join the military. That's a good question. Um, and I got into a heated argument <laughs> with some friends and stuff uh-huh. and I was, I was saying that some black folks necessarily don't have a choice. Yeah. There's some who are extreme poverty and really don't. That's don't like see the no only other way, way out. And then you're dealing with anti-blackness you've been taught since the beginning of your childhood. Yeah. And that is something when I grew up, like the school I went to was teaching me like the Native Americans were the reason why they the shit was fucked up. Like, oh wow, they that's just, some backward that's shit. Like the, the the stuff I was like, I I I remember reading the books. And them explaining, um, they weren't even calling them Native Americans. They was calling them Indians. Yeah. And it was basically blaming them and saying, well, they were not doing what they were supposed to do in this land. So we just basically, we tried to work something out. Like, I've been taught anti-blackness from the beginning. Wow. And my parents were inherently anti-black, too. Like most black people, whether you're in the continent, the Caribbean, we're taught to be anti-black. Yeah. And and once I started to think about things, I had, like, my mother and father now, like, I would tell them, like, even with the H&M ad, um, I thought about my my parents um, who were raising my um, deceased aunties, um, four children, Uh well, three now, one of them went off to college, shout out to her, Um, (laughs) but... It's, it's one girl and two boys. And when they get out of school, that's what their hair looks like. Yeah. So when we're talking about the H&M ad of the black girl, I think it was in U- the UK, wasn't it? I think so, It was yeah. in the UK, and people were saying that her hair was not... It wasn't It wasn't styled. healthy. It wasn't styled. Yeah. Should have been some moisturizer. I said, what child is putting on fucking moisturizer? 
some sprints or yeah. something at two o'clock before. Yeah. We're getting out of class at two. I'm getting out of recess at two fifteen. But my hair has to be like that's the way. It's because it wasn't mixed. It wasn't curly hair. It wasn't because we saw the hair. children have the other white children had messy hair and all. White children, Latinx children, the Asian child, all of it was. I messy. think people forget what black hair like. Because even with blue ivy, people were like, oh, like people really criticized her hair. I think mm-hmm. they, they forgot that Beyonce is black. She's mm-hmm. a black woman, so her child is gonna have kinky hair, and like you really saw them attack her for the way she looked. And you saw the comparisons between. Kanye and Kim's child uh-huh. compared to Beyonce and Jay Z's yeah. child. Yeah, I, 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 I immediately because the child that knows. I heard good. that firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's like, "Oh, North is so beautiful. She's so gorgeous." I'm just like, "Oh." The, uh, and I, a lot of it is the the mixture. Mm-hmm. The, and and when you listen to, you know, I have a whole, <laughs> I have a whole thing about Kanye because you really do see his. If you think that he's not anti-black, you have not been paying attention. His obsession with name brands, mm-hmm. the white ballerinas in his music videos. He has, he's always had a desire to be embraced by whiteness. Mm-hmm. And like that's came out in who he decided to marry. He was never, he told y'all, he was never gonna, he's not gonna marry a black girl. Kanye and he wants, wanted mixed children. Kanye wants, and when he talks about wealth, it is in a, I want to leave a quote unquote legacy after my death. Uh-huh. Uh, meaning, like someone like Sony, yeah, uh, your all these big major companies that will be here after the person who founded them, yeah, Disney, go, all he, that, yeah, Louis Vuitton. It ain't Ralph. <laughs> it ain't Ralph though. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to be recognized, like he wants that. And, and to I, him, I, and he has to stand next to whiteness to accomplish mm-hmm. that because yeah. he know, like, no matter how much talent he has and all the money, it still will come to the time that. Over a couple of generations, that money might not be yeah. be there anymore. But a lot of it is not only about money; it's about the status mm-hmm. of whiteness. Mm-hmm. And as I always say, it's like y'all are dying to like be included in this sandbox. Create your own. Don't give that no energy. Just oh yeah, that's cool. That's rough. But this shit is <laughs> because you know, black people, we are the cool. We're cool naturally. And and it goes back to our conversation on award shows, really not shunning award mm-hmm. shows, but not giving it all your energy and all your sadness when your black, you know, fave doesn't win. Mm-hmm. If anything, what's Image Awards, BET Awards, like that should be our pinnacle. I had a discussion with one of my friends because I didn't think that um, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy deserved um, a Grammy. Uh-huh. I don't think that the album was that Good. stellar for... Yeah. 10, 15, when I think about the Grammy and the other folks who have won in that category, yeah. can I listen to it 15, 20 years from now? Yeah. And I don't think Invasion of Privacy is one of those. Okay. So I've never listened to I don't listen to mainstream hip hop, so I've okay. never listened yeah, to Yeah, I remember y'all talking about that when y'all uh, talked about do hip-hop. It. Um, it's anti-black as fuck. Can't do it. <laughs> it, it I'd rather hear music that praises my dark skin. I don't know how other people do it. I can't do it. And it seems like it's gotten worse <laughs> now because we have more dark skin R&B artists in the early 2000s and the 90s. Yeah, we had Brandy, we had, mm-hmm. you know, we had um, you know, Monifa, we had who else Lauren, did we have? We had Lauren, Lauren Hill, Hill, 702, Missy Elliott, Total. Yeah. It it really Even the boy bands. Yeah, they were brown and somebody just posted a a compilation of all the, like the UK and how they pump out these biracial Oh yeah. Ooh. singers and they all sound Shout the same. Shout out to Uchechi. Uchechi, yeah, Uchechi. Had me. <laughs> and it's, you know, <laughs> The pendulum has swung, but I believe it's swinging back. I think and it's because of social are, media. Yeah, and people are ready for like, you know, real, real 
they're ready for some. Which some is why I'm telling folks that independent um, stuff is the new wave. I it think is. people are getting tired of what mainstream is telling us what is acceptable, what yeah. is. I think people are like, you, you're seeing it now, like these cable shows, we have all these TV shows, mixed ish. Mm-hmm. Which, which, I'm, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about mixed dish. You excited about? I love Tika Sumter, and I, you I know, do too. And Saved by the Bell was one of my favorite shows growing up. So the husband is play Zach. So I can't believe that. It's I'll shocking. be I'll be watching. No, because I think I think it's I think mixed people do have a different reality. But you don't in think they world. got that on Blackish? I mean, most of the characters are mixed. I mean, the only child that was not mixed, the only person that's not mixed on the show is is your girl. But then people have to have a conversation that they don't want to have, so... About what does it mean to be black. And what happened to the mother? Because the mother was not their color. I heard. Rainbow's mother was not their color. I I haven't watched Blackish like that, so I don't know, but I heard that she was lighter. Okay. So you're Um, supporting for your girl, Tika Sumter. I love Tika. Okay. I think she's a sweet person. I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, I I was watching Game of Thrones, and I didn't see nothing but a black pirate probably once. Exactly. They locked in that thing. They locked him in that thing. (laughs) That's about Um, it. But yeah, I think people... So one thing with me is that people... I don't listen to social media. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, everybody's saying how much they hate slave play and how much is coonish. I'm going to go see slave pay, play to, to make an opinion for myself. I remember someone saying something to me about that because Rihanna went to go see Yeah, she really, like, supports this. I like to experience things for myself and give Have my... Have you saw it yet? I'm going to see it next week. Okay. So, I'm yeah, gonna I'm, and I'm going to give is. my own opinion. Yeah. So I don't listen to social media. You know, I don't give me. God, last play I've been to was the Nutcracker. Oh, ooh. and I was like fifteen. Plays okay. are not. Well, you're in Atlanta too, so it's kind of. But they have theater out here, right? Uh, not that much. Oh, y'all have way more culture. I mean, yeah, we have Broadway. I just saw um, Jake Gyllenhaal in a play on Tuesday, which See, was pretty you just great. Said you just saw Jake Gyllenhaal. I, <laughs> we don't have no shit like that. I haven't even seen it yet. Oh I wow! I haven't even seen that. So that's like we, even when you were talking about comedy, you said something about. Um, Going to a vegan restaurant, I was like, all of the vegan restaurants uh-huh. were not restaurants for us to sit down in. Oh, like, wow. we're trying to get to that point, yeah. but most of them are grab and grab go, and go. <laughs> type of situation. I'll, yeah. But you so, guys have a lot of options out here, which is pretty dope. We had a lot of who? Vegan options and vegetarian options yes. out here, which is exciting. A lot of them are kind of further out, though, oh, okay. from where I stay at. Okay. But, okay. like, people, when I start asking on Twitter and Facebook, people start sending me recommendations. That's and dope. And the food look good. Yeah. Um, but I, some of that shit was like, girl, that's a little far. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know about all that. I can't try that. Look, I ain't going to do it. And then it was a place where, you, we ain't gonna be able to have no glass of wine. And she's like, it's like, can we get a doggy bag and head out? So, this, this is not your first time in Atlanta, is it? No, this is like my eighth time. Okay. My first time in Atlanta, I was 16 and I did the whole roller skating thing. It was okay. like, it was a new. You was in Roll Bounds? No, I was not in Roll Bounds. <laughs> I was, but I remember coming here and that's when Juvenile Song Slow Motion came out. Really? And yeah, and we were at a club and they played slow motion. We were like, what is this? It was like amazing. And um, yeah, my first time coming to Atlanta was like a, a life-altering experience because as soon as we landed at the airport, there was like black people everywhere. I just remember getting so much attention from like men. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. This is oh, so shit. different from like... In New York and New Jersey, it just what, felt. What's, what's different about it? Like you I just, don't know. It just, just more. Black, it's more black folks. I don't know if it's that. It just felt different. We landed. And there was like men everywhere, and we went to the skating ring. I was just like, "This is amazing!" Like, yeah, it was, I was sixteen. Oh, okay. You it was. Not... It was amazing. Child, you had a different childhood than me. <laughs> child, I think I, I. 
When I went to skating rings and shit, I didn't do nothing but eat the damn nachos. Oh, really? I didn't participate in stuff like you that. You didn't skate I, I was so lame about to skate. I was so lame. I was so lame. Were you like very introverted? I was. Yeah. But I would say since doing this, uh-huh. I'm more becoming an extro- extrovert sometimes. Yeah. But there, I don't mind. I can spend two weekends in a row and, and not do shit. Yeah. Out. Like, I also feel like the older you get, it's like yeah, you get excited just, when plans are canceled. Yeah, girl, like I just <laughs> want to say coin. Because look, Kroger just ran my ass out of here with the money I just spent. Listen, on. I shop at Whole Foods and Whole Foods means whole check. Oh my God. How can you do that? Do you get your groceries delivered? No, I go. I like to go. Okay. Because there's certain groceries that aren't they. Like, yeah, do you have a, I have Prime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So but I like to go and pick my fruit. And I get stuff my like I that. get my my fruit and my meat from um, Whole Foods. That's good. But like some of the other stuff, I try to like. Yeah. I try to like. I I gotta go up to Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to Kroger, but I get my fish and stuff because I can tell the difference. It's good that you get those from Whole Foods. Yeah. But I'm even trying to go a step further and like there's this farm in like upstate New York. Okay. And they deliver to Brooklyn. Um and like, you know, their chicken is like pasture raised okay. and like their cows are like grass fed. Cause sometimes when you go to organic Ooh, stores, it doesn't enough. say Ooh, it's so good. what grass fed? Yeah, yeah it's great. So good. But some stores it's say so they say vegetarian fed. But they don't say grass fed. It's like, what are you feeding them? Corn? That's not what I mm-hmm. want to consume. So I'm trying to do that from like local farmers. Okay, I'm about to work on that. Yeah, Atlanta is the y'all. You can find that around here. Yeah, it is. You know what? I sold my car back in um, July. Okay. I want to try something different. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> you gonna get your car back? I'm gonna go buy a car probably <laughs> the end of the year. It is probably the end of this year. So what can we expect um, on the next season of The Grapevine? Um, more fabulousness. Um, Girl, y'all, oh. be, y'all be delivering hair, outfits, and conversations. Yeah, so you can expect all of that. You can definitely expect, um, you know, passionate conversations like we've done in the past. Okay. Um, different segments. We're going to okay. try some different segments out, doing different things. Okay. Um, and just like, you know, more honest, raw conversation. We don't want to give too much in terms of topics. Mm-hmm. There's some thieves out here. Okay. Um, but we're definitely like the same conversations that we've been giving you. We're going in more in depth. More part twos, people kind of make fun of me because I was like, we're going to have to have a part two and there's never a part two. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much shit that y'all can do a part two on. A lot. So we, and then we're going to have more celebrity input as well. Okay. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, I have my guy George on there. George is amazing. I love George. George is. I love George. The thing about George that I love is that he, you know, you get great commentary from him in terms of like, you know, serious issues, but he's also actually very funny. He is very funny. So there's several times that I go on his TL and I'm just crying. Me and him were in the DMs uh, (laughs) laughing at each other, but he was like, girl, I be so busy. We were talking about something that was going on on Twitter, and uh-huh. I'm going to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but me and George be cackling in the DMs. He is, yeah. Like, I appreciate him, like, his, his support. He's even watching some of my content yeah. and listening to the podcast as well. That's good. Um, and I appreciate y'all for, like, getting more into those LGBT Definitely. And definitely. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to do a lot more of that. We definitely are going to have a conversation on the epidemic, which it is, of trans women being okay. killed. Okay. Um, and have trans women at the table talking about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to, and just even the conversation about, you know, dating as a gay man, mm-hmm. what that looks like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, like, I was shocked to hear that the whole light skin, big booty thing was a thing with mm-hmm. gay men. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. that's like, it's interesting how it transcends, Ooh, we talking about you know, relationships. yeah, so we want to get into those kind of like deeper conversations, okay. so. So it sounds like it's like a balance almost of like, because yeah. I think that's something that when we're talking about all the things that's going on. 
like there's some other stuff that we can talk about too, like relationships, love, and yeah. all that other stuff. And so we can just balance it out because the world is on our necks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to listen to some like, you know what? Because I love when y'all did the, the hip hop conversation. Yeah, I love that conversation. I loved yeah. it. I was like, okay, this is something different versus, you know, talking about racism mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, which is important. And we want to have like more pop culture. Like there's a, lot, there's a lot of conversations that we want to like... I don't want to say because I know people like to steal, but we want to have more "quote unquote" lighthearted conversations as well, okay. too. More pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to talk about Beyonce more. Yeah. Um, we definitely want to talk about even like, are, yeah, were Egyptians about... really black? Like, Ooh. we want to have those kind of. Are aliens real? Oh. And the thing is, like, the thing is, don't get right? me started on type one, type two civilization. Okay. Type stuff. I love <laughs> stuff like that. And the thing is, like, whenever, like, even when we said we we're going to do a, a conversation on our, our should black people be vegan, people were like, oh, you guys are running out of topics. I'm like, nah, we've wanted to do this for years. Y'all had me, like, yeah. I was ready to, I think and I then, did a response video to that. And then a lot of people in the comments, like, you know, I'm sorry, I was one of the detractors, <laughs> but this was actually good. Because so we have the ability, because the way that we think about things in terms of why we should do a topic, we're gonna you people might think oh we're running out of topics or There's, this is dumb no. but the way that we're gonna tackle it is gonna be in a new fresh mm-hmm. way so we have a lot of great things planned mm-hmm. that I'm excited about. I don't think you can ever run out of topics. Never like if people Wendy saw our it? list. No, we have a lot of topics. It's we have a, a lot, lot. It's a lot of things that we talk, and it's always evolving and we're always learning new things. Yeah, and a new concept. So something yeah. that we were talking about probably two years ago, might have changed yeah. in the conversation now. Yeah. Because um, I would love to see if y'all going to talk about um, the NFL situation with the Jay-Z. Yeah. And I feel like some conversations like that are hard for y'all to do because um, it takes a lot to do that. Because yeah. the conversation might have happened two, three months ago. It don't matter. We'll make it fresh again. Look. and it don't Come ma- on, I, that's I brand. Never, I, never, <laughs> Very fresh. I never look at, oh, this is an old. Nope. They're going to make it fresh. And people have to understand, when you are a content creator, you don't have to hop on trendy conversations. No. You can If you are that girl, if you that no. person, you can talk about this shit five years from I'm now. I'm going to hit y'all two pe- years later with something that happened. Like, and this is what... Because the thing is, if the conversation is good, it doesn't matter when it happened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Because y'all can talk about some shit that happened. Doesn't that's what you call it. That's, that's real content. Yeah. We're watching movies from shit in the, the 80s. 1800s yeah, the, and stuff. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, you got um, American Horror Story in 1984. <laughs> yeah. Slasher films and stuff. So My sister, my older sister likes to say time is time not is- real. It's not real. Like, it's not... Like, because the thing is, like, you can you can see someone that you haven't seen in ten years, and it feels like nothing, no time has passed. So you're saying you know? like time is like a social concept. The, yeah, this this the concept of time is like whatever. I don't think time exists either. Yeah. I think I really don't think we're that intelligent or those people to. I really feel like we have not done shit. <laughs> we and, and when I'm listening to some things, um, and how people's viewpoint on it, and even when it comes to religion, I try to, try to stay away from it sometimes. Yeah, but. We are still primitive to me. Like mm-hmm. some of the shit that we're doing, like we're still relying on I mean, fossil fuels. And, and then you take big... it, a, you take it a step further, and like people still hate each other over the color of their skin. Yeah, it's like very, very. Like I'm kind of bored with this. Can we get something new happening? Yes, and, <laughs> like, I was just talking to one of my friends about, um, you know, the Salem witch trials and stuff. Yeah, I said, this shit is still going on now. Yeah. Yeah, we're killing folks for, for being trans. We're killing folks for being this. You just had a situation where a black child um was, was being arrested. bullied by white kids. Oh, see yeah, that yeah. see? Yeah. Two different type of conversations. A black child was getting harassed by white kids yeah. for having locks. 
Like stuff like that, I get really like, or even like, I don't know if you saw the black women who were attacked at a um, gas station by these like Middle no, Eastern. No, I didn't. I didn't see yeah, that. you don't want to see that. Uh-huh. Like when I watch certain things, my blood starts to boil, and I have to like, I can't. So what do you you what do you do sometimes to separate yourself from that? Because you are active on social media. I am. I I like. And Twitter be a lot. Yeah, I try not to scroll. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that I like to see what mm-hmm. they have to say. Um, Uchechi's one, you're one, yeah. George is one. Yeah. Um, Uchechi has me screen with this. another girl, the soul, the soul. But the avocado one. and bananas. Um, oh, girl. you know what? <laughs> Uchechi just she just tells you how she feels. I can tell by the tweet that she was really irritated. Like, I, she said, I got more talent in my toe. <laughs> I can't remember the tweet, y'all. But when I saw that shit, it was yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. My man had to be at work at 6. And I was like... <laughs> London, we're tired. The UK, we are tired. We're tired. Y'all have to follow. Um, yeah, But I, I do... I feel like not only is the grapevine like y'all like a cultural movement, uh-huh. but it is a good experience for folks to go on. Like, you network with so many folks. And let me tell you something. As much as folks be bumping heads and we be disagreeing and stuff, it is really like down to earth. Everybody be like, okay, girl, we done with this shit. Like, yeah, y'all, that's like, what's up? <laughs> y'all like, want what's some up? food? We can drink. And that's what I love too. It's like, obviously, like, you can't sit across from somebody who, like, you know, is interested in oppressing you. But I, I definitely feel like we've, we have a good balance of having mm-hmm. people who have different opinions, but not end up killing each other. Yeah. At the end of the day. And um, I do think that, like, like, I was twenty. No, I was twenty three mm. when I came up with the idea of the show. I was twenty six when I started shooting the show. Wow. I'm thirty one now. My opinions about a lot of things have changed. Mm. You know, so that's why I always like when I'm ready to attack people. I'm like, okay, but actually, look how you've grown in certain areas. Look and how that you've helps. Grown. That helps. Yeah, it helps humble and you. And I also think that. Um, it's probably a good reason why you didn't get a chance to produce it at 22. Yeah. Who knows what I would have been saying? <laughs> who same. knows? Look, ten, years, <laughs> 10 years ago, don't tell nobody. I wanted to be a police officer. Wow. I wanted to be a police officer, but I was yeah. so anti black. Yeah. I would have been out here on the news. Yeah. Just because like, I did, I had an issue with heterosexual black men. Yeah. But that came oh, wow. from me being harassed. By them growing up. And yes. Yeah. So yeah. I thought all black men. And then I was also seeing media like, this is just black men. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think, like, just to that point, I think what makes me upset about the media is that growing up, I watched a lot of TV, and all of the TV was very homophobic. It was mm-hmm. very transphobic. This mm-hmm. was, inc- if you watched Jerry Springer, Sally Jesse Raphael, Mari, Jenny Jones, all of it was is homophobic. It a man? Is it a woman? Exactly. All of it was homophobic and transphobic, and that was what was pumped into the, these 90s mm-hmm. kids, these 80s babies. And then the, the same media, without giving the correction, will say, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Y'all never gave a correction. Mm-hmm. Y'all never taught. This is what y'all filled in us. Oh. I was at home watching this stuff because I, I didn't laughing. have no babysitter. I didn't have no, you know what I mean? So for me, it's like, okay, you guys did wrong, but there needs to be education mm-hmm. before condemnation. Mm-hmm. And like not everybody, I was able to get a liberal arts education and go to take certain classes that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and that's you know that's why I was a little bit I was in complete disagreement when people were talking about uh, people have a choice to join the, the the armed forces. I don't think any black or brown person should, but I'm not going to be out here shaming you like you're a you coon. Do. Yeah, I'm, no, I, I can't I can't no. do that because I went to one of the poorest um, schools in the city of Memphis. Mm-hmm. I was the one dealing with the books 
like pages being missing and all that. And I thought that was the normal. The norm. Wow. I thought that was what it was. And and these, the, people, these recruiters come to the school. They are important. They come to the school. They are yeah. preying off of, and you're dealing with being taught all this anti-black shit. Being in poverty and the benefits they'll pay for school. They'll, yeah. you know, that you have a job. You have you make this much. Like I had, a, I had my ex was in the navy, and I, mm-hmm. I saw for he was from Germantown, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, which is like you know, it's rough. And I saw firsthand like that's his, it's, a, it's a Germantown in Memphis, and it's a good part. Oh really? Quote, unquote, yes. I mean, there's good parts of Germantown in Philly, but where he was from was a little rough. But mm-hmm. I saw how he went that route. Mm. You know, and I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I I couldn't. You can't. Like you, you don't understand everybody's. Um, I don't like, have money to give you to go to school. Yeah, and, and you and know, like, and I, I'm going to speak to um, these students at um, Stone Mountain Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The school, that's the school that. Um, what's the name? The Creative Atlanta um, graduated from. Donald Glover. Yes. Okay. He. Like, they have a liberal arts. I didn't know he grew up in Atlanta. Yeah, he did. So, like, one of the teachers, shout out to her, Dr. Jackson, is inviting me to speak to her students because she loves my story. That's dope. Because. I wasn't like when I when I took the ACT. I only made it fifteen the first time. Wow! I was not a good test taker. Mm. Um, I would panic. My anxiety would get the best out of me. So I didn't have that many opportunities yeah. when I graduated from high school. I didn't get into university like everybody else. Yeah. Um, I went to the community college, but I have ADHD. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't registering to me. Versus now. I I can sit my ass at the computer for 30 minutes and edit a goddamn video. But you know what the difference is, right? At 17, not even 18, at 17, you're asking 17-year-olds to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. Figure out what you want to major and the, in. That's what you're going to do. That's and not... And the teaching, the teaching tools are very much outdated. They're outdated, yeah. The, the whole... Like, that's why I, I prefer African-centered schools. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I have children, that's what I, I want to do because it's a different... I think we learn differently mm-hmm. as well. You oh, know, a lot, a lot of time in classes, a lot of teachers are white women. It's like, sit down, be quiet, mm-hmm. you know. And they're doing it even more to us because they expect us to be... We're always doing that to the point now how I see black kids out at Walmart and Target, I don't see them like I used to oh, 10 wow. years ago because I have been to Target and I've seen white kids tear up shit and do all this other yeah. stuff, but I don't look at them how folks be doing when they're at Walmart, yeah. like when they keep black children running around, oh my God, they sit they napping here to ass. You hear that. There's even jokes and memes wow. about it on... Like social media about but like that's what, but kids are like, that's, that's what, that, that, that's what kids are, kids are supposed to be kids and they, this whole sit down be quiet <laughs> don't touch yourself don't put your hand I'm just like nah it's nah no, and it's, that's no. how the military is though yeah so we gonna talk about that maybe I think we talked about that a little bit um you did an episode on the grapevine I think it was did halfway we, to um what did we say school oh to school to prison school to prison was, yeah. you yeah you were there yes yeah, yeah. I remember that see the conversation and that was like two three years ago yeah we had teachers on that was that was eye opening it was and I'm still following some of those teachers um, yeah, the charter great. school you had mm-hmm. the charter students um charter teachers there versus the public school it was a great conversation if y'all have not listened to the grapevine you need to pop it in the YouTube channel type it in. Um, how you got your plaque yet from YouTube? My what? Your YouTube plaque. No. Oh, girl, we finna get you together. I got you. You no. need to have your plaque. No, I don't have You've a plaque. Reached, y'all at one hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. We're now. like one hundred fifty-four thousand. Yeah, yeah we, we never got a plaque. 
I'm gonna have to look at that for you, Girl, please. I'm gonna help Miss Ashley out, y'all. But um, y'all follow Ashley, um, the great. What is it at the Grapevine TV on Instagram and Twitter? Absolutely, y'all will probably see me in an episode in the future. Hey. I love sitting there, even if I don't even talk. I love it, like listen to him. being a fly on the wall is great. Listen, it <laughs> is, and that's why I be so amazed. And I would not like. Let me just be a surreal moment. The first time we was on there, I was so shook. Uh-huh. Like, I felt so insecure because you had so many people with so much knowledge. Yeah. Like, so much. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, now I'm, like, more secure in myself. But it is, like, one of those places, like, you have to be secure in yourself. Some people feel intimidated when they get to yeah, I was very intimidated. That's crazy. Very. Because Donovan is just, like, on another level. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, when, when I think I'm thought about something and yeah. got something, Donovan is, like, uh-uh, I'm going to flip this shit. Oh, I feel like that sometimes <laughs> when I talk to Donovan. I don't get things to like a week later. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could definitely be a blind. Oh my gosh. But thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love you so much. I had a great um, time. Love you too. Yes. So y'all make sure y'all checking out Ashley, following out her um following her journey and everything that she's doing. And until next time we'll talk y'all later. Bye. Bye.